Hello and welcome to Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. I'm Becky Parker-Geist and I'm your host. Audiobook Connection is your place to learn about the audiobook creative process in discussions between the authors, narrators, producers, and post-production teams that bring them all together, as well as guests who have listened to the audiobooks and have questions for the creative teams. This podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. Today, I'm going to actually do some throwback cuts from an interview I did last year with Joe Belcastro. His book, Dominature, is currently in the uh, group of thrillers that are where we've had a, a grouped product. It's like a, a bundle product on Amplify Audiobooks. And we're having a, now an opportunity to take the great work that was already done on the audiobook and the production side. And now uh, we're working on the marketing piece. So I'll be including some clips from that interview, but I'm also going to talk a little bit during this uh, episode about things that we're doing to actually help market the audiobook now that it's live. Joe Belcastro had uh, landed his dream job, his kind of perfect job, and then ended up leaving it in order to be a full-time author. Then we get to this point where you've got your dream job. And tell us a little bit about what that was like as you started to experience this other thing, dominature, awakening inside of you. Yeah, what was the experience like? Oh, WWE, that's the dream job you're alluding to. That, that was always it. And in college, I was obsessed with how the programming changed, where it became more storyline driven, not just about the fights in the ring, the matches in the ring. And that was always priority number one. And I knocked on the door for years and couldn't get anywhere. And then eventually things happen to you when you're ready, I feel, in life. And they came after me. And I was not as into it as I was probably back when it happened. So this happened now nine, 10 years ago. And I jumped right on it and I couldn't have been happier. It gave me best... Uh, time of my life thus far. And everybody, my, my family, my friends, they are like, you're set, you're there. And I go, yeah, I am. And I was, and I, there was nothing negative about the experience. It's just something when that idea, I just was creatively thinking about it a lot about, you know, I always wanted this epic God versus the devil battle. I love those movies that tackled that mythology. I love those stories, but I never felt like anybody did like, yeah, let's bring God and the devil in like this epic fantasy type style. And so I created my own version of a God character, my own version of a devil, although they are kind of familiar as you get into the book. Uh, but once I switched the dynamic, that's when it all just came flowing to me. And within, I, I'm pretty sure it was a weekend I, I had the whole story outlined and then I walked away from it for a little bit, came back to it. And then I still surprised myself and put in my notice that I was leaving WWE. And I'm over two years removed from that and people are still, still can't believe I did it. And I can't, sometimes I can't believe I did it, but I have no regrets and I'm so glad I'm doing what I'm doing now with Dominatrix. Yeah. 
Yeah, it really gave you the time that you needed, sounds like, to uh, to pursue it in full. Yeah. You do need that time. You can't, I feel for all these people that tackle so many shows and, you know, I have people in the, in the television industry that I know and film industry and it's just, man, you get stretched and you can't focus. And I'm like, if I'm going to do this, if I'm giving up a dream career that gave me my dream lifestyle, I got to make sure I go all in and I got to rekindle that hustle that I had when I was doing before WWE, the journalism stuff and all that and scraping by. Like, so I, ha- I tried to recreate that, believe it or not. And some people say I'm a masochist, but <laughs> I don't, I think it helped. Long way to go still, yeah. even though I've got somewhere with it. And I still have some ways to go to make sure I can keep doing this. We then jumped into aspirations going forward. And so what's the aspiration in terms of moving forward? I know that you write prolifically, so I'm, I'm going to ask you a little bit more about your process and stuff, but what are you thinking about in terms of, or what do you see going forward for yourself? I would love to dominate your, what the devil banished God from heaven was going to be just one story, one book. And I, I briefly toyed with maybe just writing a television series and using those connections that I have, it would have been a lot faster to get it adapted. Because my ultimate goal, and I'm a fan of this, I just want to see the story come to life because I've never seen anything like it on TV or movies or anything like that. But now the second book, I was like, okay, I know what I want to do with the second book. And I actually completed the second book. I'm just sitting on that for the moment. And then there's a third and I know how it ends. And that's something everybody who writes and professional manner, you have to know where you're going with the story. And I always had the ending, the grand ending, if you will. And so I don't feel I'm forced in it because I'm not a big fan of when I watch television shows that overstay their welcome for a few more seasons than they should have. I'm, And I was like that with WWE in, in my storytelling with our respective shows. I was, we always knew when to get out, as we used to say. And that's something I still am able to apply, I think. So basically, it's a long way to answer your question. Three books. And then I want to just be able to hang my hat on that and basically make the living off the books. I know it's going to take some time. But yes, the dream, the pie in the sky is see this brought to life by somebody. And obviously, I would like to be involved in it. But I also would love to see somebody just give their vision. I'm not a a control freak about anything. I'm very into the collaborative thing because I've been in writer's rooms. But that's the ultimate goal. I want to see that happen. Is there a message, an overall message that you would like, that you're hoping that your readers pick up and take away from this story, from this book, this first one? I wrote it basically just to have a cool story with a different dynamic that I don't think is out there. I'm not saying people did not write about God versus the devil in some form or fashion. Because trust me, I did a ton of searching to see if they might do like devil banishing God from heaven any type of concept or that premise or gimmick, if you will, whatever you want to call it. And I didn't find it. So it was just mainly like, how do I tell a full story? Yes, I get deep at certain points. There is some biblical content to it and messaging here and there. But in one word, balance. I want people to examine pers- like balance. And that gives you some perspective on just about anything. Not so much what's going on in the story, but overall, if we just take the time and realize this whole world, at least in my experience, and I've only been here, I haven't been here my whole life yet, so I don't know, but I feel like that balance and perspective are 
are key themes woven in, but it's also just me trying to have fun and tell a, an epic story. I, I say Lord of the Rings just because I think that's the greatest trilogy ever watched. And I love the story that Tolkien created in the world. And I see the themes in it, but overall, it's just fun to be around and explore. And so that's what I wish people, I hope people get that out of this. But yeah, I, they're obviously I'm doing a little bit of a social commentary about the states of the world. And the only thing I'll say is my research, because I traveled through a couple of time periods, we haven't really evolved that much. <laughs> we are about, we're not making leaps and bounds like everyone thinks we are. Maybe in technology, yes, but overall is how we think and how we use this stuff. Oh no, we are just the same people. We then jumped into a discussion about the audiobook production process. So first of all, like you were able to listen to several auditions. What were the qualities of the audition that led you to choose John Waters to narrate? Yeah, everybody was solid. And I was very impressed because I, I didn't know how, I, look, if I'm doing this, I, I put on my showrunner hat. And I said, here's what I want. And I was very specific. I'm like, am I getting too specific when I'm passing along the notes to the audition and the casting and all that? And there is a variety of characters, right? And I know some of my divine characters, they speak in a different syntax than what we're used to. So I didn't know what I was expecting. But then when I got all these back and everyone had a different style, I was like, okay, this voice acting is amazing. And so it was tough. But John just was very... It felt like he was actually into the story when he was reading his stuff. He was instantly into the characters without knowing much. And that was even before he and I spoke. And so then when we did speak, I knew he, I was pretty confident that he was going to nail this. And his narration, that stands out to me now that I've listened to it all the way through and given notes and stuff like that. His narration was so good. Very good. And the fact that I told him to do it in a different accent than what he normally is, and he did it, and he was able to switch out so much because I do have a lot of dialogue in my book. I was impressed. And, um, and that's also my first audio book I've ever listened to. So <laughs> yeah. that, I, we need to hear more about that. Yeah. But John, I can't, I can't thank you <laughs> enough. Sometimes it, you have a voice in your head. And then I told John, like, hey, look, I know I have a ton of characters. These are the ones I'm maybe a little particular about, but I also said, go with what you feel. And you also have to be aware, like he's trying to do a different voice for everybody. And, but the point is, it's just, yeah, the point is you want an audiobook because the reason I got the idea of the audiobook is because I've been on this book tour. And when I'm at these book festivals or comic cons, people have asked, is there an audiobook? And enough people have asked, or I was like, you know what? I should probably have one. Ideally, if I look back, I wish I had a launch, a better launch plan of doing it all at once, ebook, paperback, and audio. But then I was like, oh, maybe the audio is another jolt of life. No one will find out. So I was like, I don't mind doing it. This yeah. it'd be probably come out, what, nine, 10 months after I released the book. So I was like, oh, maybe that's a, another shot in the arm. And I need it anyway. Like, I, I think we're going to get to it. But I was, yeah, it was a different experience listening to your own story read back to you with voices, but, but John did great. Yeah. I'd love to hear any more about that, what that, that first experience, because, you know, so many, the folks that I'm talking to are, they've been listening to audiobooks for a while, you know, so there's, but now you have that experience where the first one 
first yeah. audiobook you've listened to was your own. So that's kind of special. And scary. Yeah. Uh, and not because I didn't, again, not that I thought John was going to do a bad job or anything like that. It's just, I was like, oh my gosh, you read your story a bunch of times and you're too close to it and then you can step away from it. But when you hear it and it was just, oh, am I going to realize that this isn't as good as I, as I felt it was going to be? And, you know, they always sit and I'm fully fine admitting this. They always say, if you want to find all the typos in your book, publish your book. And so when John was reading a couple of words, I was like, wait a minute. And I was like, oh my God, how did I, there's that typo and he's reading it this way. I was like, uh, thank God I caught it because I'm a big uh, believer in 143,000 words. If I only had, let's just say 10 typos and 143,000 words, I'm fine with that because it's not like, you know, everything else is okay. And, but yeah, listening to it, the guy was like, am I as funny as I think I am? <laughs> That's the only thing. Like, the, the parts of humor, I was like, I don't know, this doesn't, maybe other people think it's funny. I'm like, I don't know if I think that's funny anymore. So that's the only thing that kind of rattled me. I don't know if rattled the world, but that got me a little bit. But other than that, listening to it, I enjoyed it. I Not my own story, uh, but just enjoying the experience of the audiobook. I I was having a blast, actually. I flew right through it and I was I'm thinking to myself, why have I been doing this all along? This is lovely. Yeah, and I will say, you know, the thing about the typos is we almost always, in when we're recording audio, we almost always find typos, regardless of whether it's been done by some super well-known press or indie authors. It's, we're all human, <laughs> you know, looking for the looking for the errors and uh, and in the proofing. So, yeah, they happen. I then asked Joe, what about the audiobook production process stood out to him? And he talked about the post-production process and his review. I believe his name was Carlos, who was the engineer. And he was very, I think that the program did a lot, but he was very aware of check this, check that. Like he was on top of it. Like he was, he felt like a, a music producer where the band recorded their stuff and he went through it and he was like, well, this is my name too. It didn't feel like it was just a process of, all right, this guy wants an audio book. Let's just get it done and make sure it sounds clean. Right? No, they were making sure, do you like this? Do you like that? In addition to what my review. And I was like, wow, I was just very pleased with that. And this is my first experience. So I was like, it's a great experience. Now the bar is set to here with you know, using pro audio voices. And so I was very happy that was the case. And then my notes, because I'm going to say what I want to say, it is my name on it in the end. And all were taken care of real quick. And I didn't have to, I never had to say anything twice. It was just one conversation back and forth and it was done. And so the producing, production, all that was phenomenal, really. I have no complaints at all. We're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back and talk about what's happening now with the marketing of Dominature. October 2023 is Thriller Month on Amplify Audiobooks. Don't you dare miss it. AmplifyAudiobooks.com Delve into the cosmic battle of dominature 
What if the devil banished God from heaven? By Joe Belcastro. Brace yourself for an epic showdown. Embark on an epic fantasy adventure with reimagined divine beings in this alternate telling of one of humanity's famed creation stories. Adonai and Hillel are equal and coexisting in their realm of Elegion. Together, they utilize a planetary dominion in the effort to grow an instinctual need to create and learn about their evolving powers. That is, until an unforeseen clash of wills over how to govern humankind on Eden commences, and the one who remained on Elegion is not the being we were led to believe. Now banished to Eden, the only way to end this conflict is for the fallen one to lure the other onto Eden, where a death blow can be administered. A methodical, go-for-the-jugular war ravages the plane of humanity. Notable landscapes are explored, resurrected, and manipulated. New and familiar historical characters, along with pivotal scenes throughout civilization, are remixed in this introspective, violent, self-aware, and potentially plausible biblical-like saga. Can any being overcome who they inherently are? Get your copy at AmplifyAudiobooks.com and start listening today. So now let's talk about what's happening currently. What are some of the marketing steps that Joe has taken as a part of his overall campaign to get the word out about his book, Dominature? He's got his book on Amplify Audiobooks, which is an excellent move. With the other authors that are in his genre, the other thriller authors, We've coordinated and are facilitating a collaborative cross-promotional push for the month of October 2023. So now I'm going to describe some of what's involved in that and what we're doing at Amplify Audiobooks to help our authors succeed. So the first step was gathering the interest, making sure that the authors who have a shared genre we're interested in this kind of working together collaborative cross-promotional push or campaign. We got together over Zoom and had a discussion and brainstorming session about the different ways that we could work together to do this campaign. And there were several things that we came up with. Not all of those fantastic ideas were ones that we were going to be able to fully implement so we selected the ones that we felt would be most effective and then put together the effort to make those things happen. The top components of this collaborative campaign include the following. So one was about reviews, getting reviews for each of the titles on Amplify Audiobooks, making sure that was happening, that they were getting those ratings, those reviews. And Unlike platforms like Audible, where they're very limiting because they have so many people that are doing fake reviews, and so then they have to put in place all these, these policies and bots that are causing very valid reviews to often not even be posted, and also including things like where 
if someone is already in your network, that their review will get banned, which is ridiculous. There are a lot of obstacles in that context. But on Amplify Audiobooks, we're able to actually facilitate the cross-reviewing process. When you're writing thrillers, you probably enjoy listening to thrillers, right? Uh, And you should be. And it makes sense to be able to review each other's audiobooks. So one of the first things we did to facilitate the process was to have each author in the group be assigned a specific other title in the group to review. Because Amplify Audiobooks allows authors to have promotional codes so that you can get a review if you want to uh, offer your audiobook for free so that you can get a review from somebody particular, that's an option. And we utilized that option within this group so that no one had to pay for the other person's, to purchase the other person's audiobook. We were able to do it as an internal cross-promotional service to each other. Another thing we were able to do with these reviews was to then schedule on a social media shared posting calendar who would be responsible for posting their review of someone else's audiobook on their social media on a particular schedule. Another thing we did was because on Amplify Audiobooks, we're able to do scheduled promotional pricing Each author set up their own audiobook to be on a promotional discount sale during the month of October. And each person got to choose what that sale amount was going to be and implement that very easily in their author dashboard. Now, not all of the participants in this Thriller Month campaign have a regular email newsletter that is going out, but several of them do. And so we included in their plan, noting when they would be sending out their email news, that they will include information about the campaign and about their book's participation in the campaign in their email news. So that gave us uh, another marketing avenue that is then again going to help cross-promote throughout this group as a way to help us with ongoing collaboration. We have set up a group within a communication system. We're using Voxer for that, where we can have a private group chat and communicate with each other about any questions that either any member of the group has for another member or for our team at Amplify Audiobooks so that we can quickly and easily share that communication. So that's been really helpful. As a part of Amplify Audiobooks, we're also able to create grouped products, which is like a bundled product where we can offer all of the books that are participating in this campaign as a special set. And the way that it works is actually that the the customer gets to select which titles in the grouping that they would like to purchase. And once they cross a minimum threshold, then they can get an additional discount off that pricing. So each of the audiobooks in the set are already on a promotional discount price on sale, and 
then you can get this additional amount off when you purchase just above that minimum threshold. Another really key element to this whole thing working well, and especially in terms of how it all fits together with social media and each person's participation with posting different specific things that we've identified on their social media platforms, is the fact that before we even got started was making sure that everyone in the group was following everyone else in the group. And so that when then we could and are participating as well with engagement, so the commenting on each other's posts and the reposting, the sharing of each other's posts, all of this is helping that that cross-fertilization from each participant's audience across to each other participant's audience. We know from any social media expert that one of the most important things that we can do in terms of our network is to engage. So not just posting, hey, here's my audiobook for sale, but it's also about making comments and sharing and doing things that are socially helpful and socially networking. And so this kind of intentional commenting and and reposting is a critical part of the success of this campaign. Some of the participants, the authors, have videos, either full video trailers for their project or like short audiogram clips from their projects. And these are really helpful being able to provide these for others to share on their social media platforms. Yet another element to the overall campaign is inclusion of these authors on this podcast, Audiobook Connection. Uh, We also are able to, uh, through our connection with Johnny Robinson, the audiobook club uh, podcaster, are able to have our participants uh, also be guests on his podcast. Again, then that also not only gives each participant more material, more marketing assets that they can point to and reference. It's also then helpful for everyone else who can also be pointing to those same assets. Another one of the ideas that came up early on was to have a giveaway to reward people who are buying multiple titles in the collection And so there will be a giveaway component that will happen at the end of the month once the campaign is complete. And in this case, these will be autographed copies of the print edition of each of the books will be one of the prizes. And there were other ideas as well. One of the ones that was very appealing but wasn't something we were able to coordinate in the time that we had available to us and that was doing a book tour as a group of authors. So that's something that we will explore for future genre months or weeks or whatever other events we pull together within uh, these genre groupings on Amplify Audiobooks. Our goal is to help our authors succeed and thrive, and having the Amplify Audiobooks platform is step number one in making that possible. There is so 
much potential that's available for the authors on that platform. And we really want to help authors understand uh, what's available to them and also how they can use the tools that are Amplify Audiobooks. Thanks so much for joining me today. I hope this has been helpful. If this is uh, something that you're curious about, would like to learn more about what might be possible for you and your audiobook, then please reach out to us. If you'd like to reach us directly about the Amplify Audiobooks platform, you can email us at amplify at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for joining us for Audiobook Connection, behind the scenes with the creative teams. Please take a moment to subscribe at audiobookconnection.com. The podcast is sponsored by Pro Audio Voices, helping great stories come alive through audiobook production and marketing. Learn more at proaudiovoices.com. Again, thanks for being with us and please join us next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.